0: Chapter 1, verses 35 through 42 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 35 and 36. Again the next day, after John stood, and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God, Chrysostom, Many not having attended to John's words at first, he rouses them a second time. Again the next day, after John stood, and two of his disciples, Bede, John stood because he had ascended that citadel of all excellences, from which no temptations could cast him down. His disciples stood with him, as stout-hearted followers of their master, Chrysostom, But wherefore went he not all about, preaching in every place of Judea, instead of standing near the river, waiting for his coming, that he might point him out, because he wished this to be done by the works of Christ himself, and observe how much greater an effort was produced. He struck a small spark, and suddenly it rose into a flame. Again, if John had gone about and preached, it would have seemed like human partiality, and great suspicion would have been excited. Now the prophets and apostles all preached Christ absent, the former before his appearance in the flesh, the latter after his assumption, but he was to be pointed out by the eye, not by the voice only. And therefore it follows, And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. Theophylact. Looking, he saith, as if signifying by his looks his love and admiration for Christ. Augustine, John was the friend of the bridegroom. He sought not his own glory, but bare witness to the truth. And therefore he wished not his disciples to remain with him, to the hindrance of their duty to follow the Lord, but rather showed them whom they should follow, saying, Behold the Lamb of God. Chrysostom, He makes not a long discourse, having only one object before him, to bring them and join them to Christ, knowing that they would not any further need his witness. John does not, however, speak to his own disciples alone, but publicly in the presence of all. And so, undertaking to follow Christ through this instruction common to all, they remained henceforth firm, following Christ for their own advantage, not as an act of favor to their master. John does not exhort. He simply gazes in admiration on Christ, pointing out the gift. He came to bestow the cleansing from sin and the mode in which this would be accomplished, both of which the word lamb testifies to. Lamb has the article affixed to it as a sign of preeminence. Augustine, for he alone and singly is the lamb without spot, without sin, not because his spots are wiped off but because he never had a spot he alone is the lamb of god for by his blood alone can men be redeemed this is the lamb whom the wolves fear even the slain lamb by whom the lion was slain the lamb therefore he calls him for that he was about to give us freely his fleece that we might make of it a wedding garment i e would leave us an example of life by which we should be warmed into love. Alcune, John stands in a mystical sense, the law having ceased, and Jesus comes, bringing the grace of the gospel, to which that same law bears testimony. Jesus walks to collect disciples. Bede, the walking of Jesus has a reference to the economy of the Incarnation, by means of which he has condescended to come to us and give us a pattern of life. Verses thirty seven through forty. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Alcune. John, having borne witness that Jesus was the Lamb of God, the disciples who had been hitherto with him, in obedience to his command, followed Jesus, and the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Chrysostom. Observe when he said, He that cometh after me is made before me, and whose shoes latch i am not worthy to unloose he gained over none but when he made mention of the economy and gave his discourse a humbler turn saying behold the lamb of god then his disciples followed christ for many persons are less influenced by the thoughts of god's greatness and majesty than when they hear of his being man's helper and friend or anything pertaining to the salvation of men Observe, too, when John says, Behold the Lamb of God. Christ says nothing. The bridegroom stands by in silence. Others introduce him and deliver the bride into his hands. He receives her and so treats her that she no longer remembers those who gave her in marriage. Thus Christ came to unite to himself the church. He said nothing himself, but John, the friend of the bridegroom, came forth and put the bride's right hand in his i e by his preaching delivered into his hands men's souls whom receiving he so disposed of that they would return no more to john and observe further as at a marriage the maiden goes not to meet the bridegroom even though it be the king's son who weds a humble handmaid but he hastens to her so it is here for human nature ascended not into heaven but the son of god came down to human nature and took her to his father's house. Again, there were disciples of John, who not only did not follow Christ, but were even enviously disposed toward him. But the better part heard and followed, not from contempt of their former master, but by his persuasion, because he promised them that Christ would baptize with the Holy Ghost, and see with what modesty their zeal was accompanied. They did not straightway go and interrogate Jesus on great and necessary doctrines, nor in public, but sought private converse with him. For we are told that Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? Hence we learn that when we once begin to form good resolutions, God gives us opportunities enough of improvement. Christ asks the question, not because he needed to be told, but in order to encourage familiarity and confidence and to show that he thought them worthy of his instructions Theophylact. observe then that it was upon those who followed him that our lord turned his face and looked upon them unless thou by thy good works follow him thou shall never be permitted to see his face or enter into his dwelling alcune the disciples followed behind his back in order to see him and did not see his face so he turns round and as it were lowers his majesty that they might be enabled to behold his face Origin. perhaps it is not without a reason that after six testimonies john ceases to bear witness and jesus asks seventhly what seek ye?" chrysostom and besides following him their questions showed their love for christ they said unto him, Rabbi, which is being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? They call him Master, before they have learnt anything from him, thus encouraging themselves in the resolution to become disciples, and to show the reason why they followed. Origin, an avowal befitting persons who came from hearing John's testimony, they put themselves under Christ's teaching, and expressed their desire to see the dwelling of the Son of God, alcune they do not wish to be under his teaching for a time only but to inquire where he abides wishing an immediate initiation in the secrets of his word and afterwards meaning often to visit him and obtain fuller instruction and in a mystical sense too they wish to know in whom christ dwells that profiting by their example they may themselves become fit to be his dwelling or their seeing jesus walking and straightway inquiring where he resides is an intimation to us that we should remembering his incarnation earnestly entreat him to show us our eternal habitation their quest being so good a one christ promises a free and full disclosure he saith unto them come and see that is to say my dwelling is not to be understood by words but by works come therefore by believing and working and then see by understanding. origin, or perhaps come as an invitation to action. See to contemplation. Chrysostom, Christ does not describe his house and situation, but brings them after him, showing that he had already accepted them as his own. He says not, it is not the time now, tomorrow ye shall hear, if ye wish to learn, but addresses them familiarly, as friends who had lived with him a long time. But how is it that he saith in another place, The Son of Man hath not where to lay his head? Then here he says, Come and see where I live. His not having where to lay his head could only have meant that he had no dwelling of his own, not that he did not live in a house at all. For the next words are, They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day. Why, they stayed, the evangelist does not say, it being obviously for the sake of his teaching. Augustine, what a blessed day and night was that. Let us build up in our hearts within, and make him an house, whether he may come and teach us. Theophylact, and it was about the tenth hour. The evangelist mentions the time of day purposely, as a hint both to teachers and learners not to let time interfere with their work. Chrysostom. It showed a strong desire to hear him, since even at sunset they did not turn from him. To sensual persons the time after meals is unsuitable for any grave employment, their bodies being overloaded with food. But John, whose disciples these were, were not such an one. His evening was a more abstemious one than our mornings. Augustine. The number here signifies the law, which was composed of ten commandments. The time had come when the law was to be fulfilled by love. The Jews who acted from fear, having been unable to fulfill it, and therefore was it at the tenth hour that our Lord heard himself called Rabbi. None but the giver of the law is the teacher of the law. Chrysostom. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, Why is the other name left out? Some say because this evangelist himself was that other, others that it was a disciple of no eminence, and that there was no use in telling his name any more than those of the seventy-two which are omitted. Alcune. Or it would seem that the two disciples who followed Jesus were Andrew and Philip. Verses 41 and 42. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. Chrysostom. Andrew kept not our Lord's words to himself, but ran in haste to his brother, to report the good tidings. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. Bede, this is truly to find the Lord, viz. to have fervent love for him, together with a care for our brother's salvation. Chrysostom. the evangelist does not mention what Christ said to those who followed him, but we may infer it from what follows. Andrew declares in few words what he had learnt, discloses the power of that master who had persuaded them and his own previous longings after him. For this exclamation we have found expresses a longing for his coming, turned to exaltation, now that he was really come, Augustine, Messias in Hebrew, Christus in Greek, Unctus in Latin. Chrism is unction, and he had a special unction, which from him extended to all Christians, as appears in the psalm, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All holy persons are partakers with him, but he is especially the Holy of Holies, specially anointed. Chrysostom, and therefore he says not Messias, but the Messias. Mark the obedience of Peter from the very first. He went immediately without delay, as appears from the next words, and he brought him to Jesus. Nor let us blame him as too yielding, because he did not ask many questions before he received the word. It is reasonable to suppose that his brother had told him all, and sufficiently fully. But the evangelists often make omissions for the sake of brevity. But besides this, it is not absolutely said that he did believe, but only he took him to Jesus, i.e. to learn from the mouth of Jesus himself, what Andrew had reported our lord begins now himself to reveal the things of his divinity and to exhibit them gradually by prophecy for prophecies are no less persuasive than miracles inasmuch as they are preeminently god's work and are beyond the powers of devils to imitate while miracles may be fantasy or appearance the foretelling future events with certainty is an attribute of the incorruptible nature alone and when jesus beheld him he said thou art simon the son of Jonas, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. Bede, he beheld him not with his natural eye only, but with the insight of his Godhead, discerned from eternity the simplicity and greatness of his soul, for which he was to be elevated above the whole church. In the word Peter we must not look for any additional meaning, as though it were of a Hebrew or Syriac derivation, For the Greek and Latin word Peter has the same meaning as Cephas, being in both languages derived from Petra. He is called Peter on account of the firmness of his faith, in cleaving to that rock of which the Apostle speaks, and that rock was Christ, which secures those who trust in it from the snares of the enemy and dispenses streams of spiritual gifts. Augustine, there was nothing very great in our Lord saying, whose son he was, for our Lord knew the names of all his saints, having predestinated them before the foundation of the world. But it was a great thing for our Lord to change his name from Simon to Peter. Peter is from Petra, rock, which rock is the church, so that the name of Peter represents the church, and who is safe unless he builds upon a rock. Our Lord here rouses our attention, for had he been called Peter before, we should not have seen the mystery of the rock and should have thought that he was called so by chance and not providentially. God, therefore, made him to be called by another name before, that the change of that name might give vividness to the mystery. Chrysostom. He changed the name, too, to show that he was the same who done so before in the Old Testament, who had called Abram, Abraham, Sarai, Sarah, Jacob, Israel, Many he had named from their birth, as Isaac and Samson. Others again, after being named by their parents, as were Peter and the sons of Zebedee, those whose virtue was to be eminent from the first, having names given from the first. Those who were to be exalted afterwards are named afterwards. Augustine, the account here of the two disciples on the Jordan who followed Christ before he had gone into Galilee in obedience to John's testimony, viz of andrew bringing his brother simon to jesus who gave him on this occasion the name of peter disagrees considerably with the account of the other evangelists viz that our lord found these two simon and andrew fishing in galilee and then bid them follow him unless we understand that they did not regularly join our lord when they saw him on the jordan but only discovered who he was and full of wonder then return to their occupations. Nor must we think that Peter first received his name on the occasion mentioned in Matthew, when our Lord says, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, but rather when our Lord says, Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. Alcune. Or perhaps he does not actually give him the name now, but only fixes beforehand what he afterwards gave him when he said, thou art peter and upon this rock will i build my church and while about to change his name christ wishes to show that even that which his parents had given him was not without meaning for simon signifies obedience joanna grace jonah a dove as if the meaning was thou art an obedient son of grace or of the dove i e the holy spirit for thou hast received of the holy spirit the humility to desire at Andrew's call to see me. The elder disdain not to follow the younger, for where there is meritorious faith, there is no order of seniority. End of chapter 1, verses 35 through 42.